Welcome to Future Forward Sales. I'm Lynn Whitbeck, founder and CEO of futureforwardsales.com and Petite to Queen. Our superpower is empowering business owners to transform their sales and grow their business. We work with business owners who reject complacency and focus on innovative thinking to thrive. At the end of the show, in about 20 minutes, I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing sales podcasts. Let's go. Right now, I have the pleasure of having Mary Grothy with us today. How are you doing, Mary? Hey, it's been a really great day. How about you? I'm glad. It's been a good day so far. I've met some great people through this show. So now I get to meet you and get to learn about you. So please tell me about House of Revenue. Well, it was an exciting journey. I went from top salesperson to CEO over the last decade, and I really enjoyed it. So just a tiny bit of background. I had a career with a Fortune 1000 payroll and HR company. Mm. I started there at age 22. I knew nothing. I didn't have a degree, no professional experience, did two years as an admin supporting the sales team, Mm -hmm. got a spot on the sales team, became the number one rep, ended up having two and a half years as the top rep afforded me a lot of cool opportunities. They asked me to train and coach reps and managers across the country, build the playbook for the mid-market. After a total of five years, I started with one of my clients. They recruited me away. I took a position as VP of sales and marketing. They were small, startup small, 125,000 in annual revenue in seven months was able to help repackage all their service offerings, take them back out to market, grow a small team. We quadrupled the company's revenue in seven months. And that was in 2011. I said, I want to do this for a living. So Mm -hmm. for the first time, the entrepreneur inside of me said, let's do this. Let's make it happen. I started my first company and ran it for three years called Mm -hmm. Butterfly Creative. And I was a business strategist helping startups and entrepreneurs breakthrough that break even and into profitability. Mm-hmm. I then, well, let's just be honest. I was a starving entrepreneur back then because I made a <laughs> lot of rookie mistakes. I didn't know how to say no. I didn't know how to delegate. I didn't know how to price for my services. I worked myself into the ground, but I met my now husband knew I wanted to get married and buy a house, have a baby. I went back to the payroll and HR company three years, sold millions And I left after I sold one of the top 10 largest deals in history of the company. I took Mm. a six-figure commission check and I started three years ago, a company called Sales BQ. Mm. My mission was to find CEOs who had zero, one, two, or three salespeople Mm. and help build a true high-performing sales organization. Mm. We were 18 months into our work when we realized that in 2019, Sales teams of yesteryear Mm -hmm. didn't exist anymore. A high-performing sales team had a marketing department that backed it. They had Mm -hmm. technology and automation. They had a pristine customer success department that would take care of the client they just sold and grow the revenue on that account and Mm -hmm. turn them into a brand ambassador. So 18 months into my entrepreneurial journey at SalesBQ, we doubled down, we doubled in size. And with that, we added full service marketing, as well as in conjunction with what we were doing in sales, Mm -hmm. revenue operations and customer 
success. Now we just rebranded. We just fit, closed out our third year. And on the eve of that, we rebranded as House of Revenue. Mm-hmm. And we are now a full service program for CEOs in the 2 million to 20 million space who have reached a revenue plateau. They are stuck. Mm. They are trying to figure out how to scale their company. What they are doing is not working. We come in, we enter into a six month agreement and I assign them a revenue team. They're all full-time W2 employees of house of revenue. Mm. They go on contract for that company I assign a VP of marketing, a VP of revenue who oversees sales, customer success, mm-hmm. a RevOps analyst, and together yeah. they will grow that company and scale them to the next level. Our average client invests about 200K per year, mm-hmm. but they've grown on average 3.2 million. We're known for 2 Xing yeah. companies MRR, that's monthly recurring revenue within mm-hmm. the 10th month of working with them. We love what we do. It is such a joy to be able to get to do this every day. I'm beside myself as a wife, a mom, a CEO at 37 years old. I get this. Like, I, how, how did this happen? But anyway, that's who we are. That's what we do. And that's just a little bit of background on me. So much and so great. And I, that's what my favorite part. I mean, I'm excited for people to actually see like the video clips of this because they could just see, and I can hear your energy. And it's just great that you can just tell you are passionate about this. You love helping these CEOs and just, you say, grow the brand. And it just really seems like just throughout your entire journey, you would just learn and apply, learn and apply. And I think that's huge. I mean, can you speak on that a little bit? Cause just the whole thing just sounds like you just kept climbing and climbing and climbing. Yeah, I have to be a sponge and I have to admit every day that I don't know everything. Mm -hmm. And the learn and apply method is something that I've had since I, since I was a child, I am the youngest of four and I grew up in the performing arts. I loved taking on big roles in musical theater. And then also as a classically trained dancer and I, the learn and apply method was in every single day of what I did. And whenever Mm -hmm. I saw someone better than I was more talented than I was, I knew the only way to be at that level was to learn what they were doing, Mm -hmm. apply it in my own life, get it right. You know, practice, practice, practice till I get it right and execute that has carried me through to today where Mm -hmm. as we're scaling this company, our own company, we're scaling our company while we're scaling other people's companies. And it's all learn and apply. We are fortunate to get to work with about 10 companies per year. Mm -hmm. And those 10 companies, what we learn in one is adapted and applied to everything that we do. Therefore, the innovation is taking our clients further than they'd ever be able to do on their own. Mm -hmm. And then ultimately, if we weren't sharing that internally and spreading it amongst our other clients, we wouldn't be able to get the results that we're getting. The amount of creativity and innovation that came as a result of 2020 Mm -hmm. is through the roof. The program that we have today looks nothing (laughs) like (laughs) what we were doing a year ago. And that is how our clients are winning. But the Mm -hmm. learn and apply method it is constant. It is every day for me. Mm-hmm. And so having, like you said, that culture internally that helps, I'm, su- I'm assuming your clients as well to be like, okay, we need to learn and adapt too. Like you said, if we're stuck, clearly there's something that we need to learn new and then apply in order to have continued success. Yeah. The clients who have a fixed mindset mm-hmm. don't 
always have that learn and apply mindset. Mm -hmm. They have a belief system where they're just stuck in where they are. And we have some CEOs that are still looking for that sales unicorn. And they're looking for the salesperson of yesteryear that doesn't exist anymore, who used to have to go build their own prospect database by themselves, prospect manually, send every email manually, have every conversation manually, sometimes recording notes in a notepad or an Excel spreadsheet because they didn't have a CRM. They're looking for this salesperson that in their mind Mm -hmm. is going to be able to do all things and avoid having them invest, having to invest in a marketing department or technology. They're still in this belief that those salespeople are out there and they're not FYI. They've aged out of, you know, they're retired by now. We haven't been growing up. We haven't been grooming salespeople anymore to take on a role like that because high-performing organizations don't require salespeople to do that. Mm -hmm. So the skills aren't even honed and out there. So this learn and apply method, a lot of CEOs wonder why they're stuck. Right. And they wonder why they've reached a plateau. Well, Mm -hmm. if they were consistently open to learning more and then applying it. So it's one thing to learn. Exactly. But are you doing anything about it? Mm-hmm. Or are you just mm-hmm. like, oh, I read this article and it was really great. Okay, now let's everybody do exactly what we did yesterday, which is exactly what we did 10 years ago. <laughs> and then right. let's wonder why nothing is happening okay. differently. Mm-hmm. And so I'm curious too, why did you decide to focus on CEOs who are stuck rather than maybe like startups or anything like that who also learn and apply? What made you decide for that to be kind of your target market? I already had three years of working with startups. Okay. And it was exhausting. Unfortunately, I mean, there's just a reason why startups have such a high fail rate. Mm -hmm. I'm an expert in revenue generation and revenue scaling. I also have other talents. My team has other talents that are cross-functional for an organization. So into operations, into finance, into uh, legal, into other like technology, product, innovation, these other divisions of a high-performing company. But in what we like is that when a company gets to one to 2 million in revenue, they've typically Mm -hmm. worked through a lot of those entry problems, entry into market where they're getting proof of concept. They're getting that initial base of customer. We want to set companies for ready for scale. We want that. We want to scale them. They can't scale until they have product market fit. They can't scale until they work out some of the issues with their initial team that they've Mm -hmm. decided to have together. So typically what we see with our client that enters into working with us, they've hit that first one to 2 million. And we noticed that their leadership team may look different than it did when they started. The people who got them to that point, uh, they're acknowledging they're not the team that's going to get them to the next level. Mm -hmm. They've also worked through potentially a year or two or three or 10 years of issues and problems. If they sell a technology or if they have a product, they've worked out the kinks. They've been able to find the right developers. They have a different manufacturer. They've fill in the blank. When you work with a startup, the amount of variables that you have to be aware of, manage and work through to get it to work perfectly, Mm -hmm. That takes more time, energy, and effort and has a much higher fail rate. And so we made the decision since I already had three years doing that. I was ready. Like I just have it. Maybe you can tell I have a lot of energy inside of me and great. (laughs) I want to set it ablaze. I want to just go and I need the companies that are ready to scale. And so that's just really where my heart shifted. I put in the three years and I said, you know, I want to find those companies that have it, just have no idea how to get to that next level. Okay, perfect. And can you just give maybe some examples of just different things that you have specifically done for certain companies that are stuck? So obviously we're talking in general here, but I would definitely love to hear some specific things that you have implemented for these companies. Sure. When we start work for an organization, we do an audit. Mm -hmm. 
And it is an audit of every component of each revenue department, Mm -hmm. as well as an audit of their product or service or technology and how it competes in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. We want to figure out the recipe for growth and it's people, data, and process. And we have to look at every single one of those components amongst every revenue team and the other facets of the company as one giant puzzle. So if you can think of a puzzle that's 200 pieces, Mm -hmm. we have to make sure that it's all those are the right 200 pieces, creating the right picture, fitting in seamlessly, holistically. Mm -hmm. And so with the initial work, we have to break down every piece and component of what they're doing so that we can identify the root cause of what's holding them back. And usually there's 20 to 25 items that we identify that are holding them back. From there, we create a gap analysis to show them the gap between their current state and desired future state. The Mm -hmm. gap is extremely eye-opening for our CEOs. And it's not what everybody thinks. It's Mm -hmm. not like, oh, we should advertise more to get more leads. (laughs) Like advertise what? Why would you drive traffic to your website that's not set up for conversion? It's not written in your buyer's language. You don't even know who your ideal buyer is. You think you know, but you don't know. You haven't interviewed them. You don't know where your product or market has, uh, excuse me, product or service has the best fit in the market. Mm. I have so many CEOs that'll say, we've done well in small business. And in this next year, we'd like to move into the mid-market. I was like, great. So what have you done to adapt your technology product or service for the mid-market buyer? Mm. Well, no, it's the same. We just want to go up market. I'm like, is the mid-market buyer going to want what you have to offer? Or is the reason Mm -hmm. you're doing so well in small business because it was built for SMB or for Mm -hmm. that small market? And these are questions they, they respond to like, whoa, What a great thought provoking question. So it's so much more than just what they think that surface level answer is, or or really digging into their idea. Additionally, we often run into arbitrary growth goals. This is very common. A company be like, well, we grew 14% year over year. So this year we set the goal for 20. Great. Where did that number come from? I don't know. We did 14 last year. (laughs) Let's shoot for 20. And I'm like, okay, one, have you ever done 14% growth year over year? No, it was the biggest year of growth. Okay. So you know that 20% of a bigger number is a lot more than just 6% from 14 to 20, because you did 14 on a smaller number. Mm -hmm. Now you want to do 20 on the biggest number that you've had to date and you have zero plan on how to get there. Mm -hmm. So that's something that we typically work through. Everything is data-driven. Everything we do is scientific. There's Mm -hmm. a recipe. There's an equation to the growth and to the scale. And there's a difference between growth and scale. So that's something else that we have to help our corporations, our CEOs really understand. Do they want to grow? Which would be Mm -hmm. steady year over year growth that they would have revenue growing in proportion to their expenses. Mm -hmm. Meaning, okay, for every, uh, you can think of stair-step growth. An easy way to look at growth is, each salesperson on average can sell 500,000 a year. Well, it'd be very easy to say, if we want to sell another million, we just hire two more salespeople. And then we're going to have another million. Well, that would be stair step growth because you have to go up and headcount your expenses increase with that growth. Mm-hmm. Scaling is when you figure out how to add revenue without proportionately increasing your expenses. Mm-hmm. You want to bring in efficiencies to where you can keep your expenses at a minimum yeah, and watch the it. revenue soar, which is going to help mm-hmm. your profitability. And also to do it at scale means it should be able to rapidly increase. So you have to look at all the components within the organization because you're going to have to produce more product. You're going to have to be able to deliver on more service. You're going to have stronger demands on technology, whatever those components are. When you look at those pieces, that's very common for us. So a lot of people say, oh, well, we just want to hire a marketing agency or we want to bring in a sales trainer. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, hold the phone. 
what are you trying to accomplish? Because those two things are like 10 steps in the process. Mm -hmm. You got to dial it back. And it's hard to find a CEO that has the patience, the desire, Mm -hmm. and the delayed gratification (laughs) to do the work that needs to be done. You asked me specifically, that was somewhat generic. A specific answer to that is we had a client who we started with in January Mm -hmm. of 2020. And when we started, everything was fine with the economy. They were performing well. They were 14 million. Mm-hmm. And we started with our audit, our gap analysis. We identified, I don't know, 25 areas that we were going to lift them up from a marketing and sales standpoint, RevOps, customer success. And then the pandemic shutdown happened in March, two months later. With that, they lost their biggest client, which resulted mm-hmm. in a $2 million loss over the course of four months. Mm-hmm. Not only did we need to replace that revenue, but we needed to scale the company. Mm -hmm. And so what we specifically did was we evaluated the people, we evaluated the processes, and we looked at the data and we looked for the trends that they weren't seeing. Mm -hmm. Then we looked at their highest performing lead sources. So how they win business. We also looked at which industries were not impacted negatively by the pandemic. And we shifted the focus to the highest performing lead source and aligning with the industries that were not impacted. In fact, the ones that were actually thriving because of the pandemic, Mm. because of that, we were able to scale them. So we dropped 2 million from that client loss. They dropped down to, if you will, a $12 million run rate. And we took them up. We 2X their MRR within 10 months by October. And they were able to be at a $2 million a month run rate. They're ending the year at a combined 17.2 million, but now at a run rate of a $25 million company that happened within a year by simply focusing on those two items. They Mm -hmm. sound so simple. It's been thousands of hours of work, (laughs) but (laughs) we figured it out and we're setting them up for an unbelievable scale that they never would have been set for. In fact, they were so paralyzed losing that large client and with all Mm -hmm. the uncertainty in the market that they immediately first instinct was to go into a cash reservation strategy, mm-hmm. freeze expenses and spending, and believe they should just hunker down and weather the storm. Mm. When we challenged them and said, but isn't that what your competitors are doing? Right. So if you ever had a chance to leapfrog and be smarter than them and gain market share, this would it not time. be now? Right. And that's exactly what we did. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like it could be something that internal, you could have someone who helps with this, but it seems like you're fitting kind of a need as far as when you need that outside perspective. And that seems like what you're really fitting is because sometimes you said company CEOs, they they freak out. No, we have to do this. When someone from the outside can analyze it and say, no, there are other options, but you need to first of all, have trust and be willing to challenge yourself and have a little bit of patience. Yeah, that's exactly right. So most of the clients we go to work for that are 5 million and above, they have leaders. They have internal resources and they're fantastic people. But we provide perspective, mm-hmm. bandwidth, additional capacity, mindshare, thought leadership, and skills for execution. We are a team that can attach ourselves to that existing team, supercharge them, mm-hmm. and also do the execution and do the work. So it's as if they're getting additional employees. We feel more like staff hog than consultants because we do so much of the work. These smaller companies in that one to 5 million range, they don't have those people. Right. And so what's brilliant and why they are so successful. So most of our clients under that two and a half million mark will 2X their companies all day long. We took several companies from that one to two, two to four, two and a half to 5 million mm-hmm. in a year. And the way that we're doing that is they are getting a revenue team 
that if they had employed those people full time, they wouldn't be able to afford for years. Right. So they're getting us at a fraction of the cost, really for the cost of one, but they're getting three executives and a full marketing bench to scale. And they would have never been able to afford that or justify that at the stage they're in, but it is what they needed Mm -hmm. in order to leapfrog in order to get to that point of scale. Wonderful. So for any of our listeners who are definitely interested in more information about House of Revenue or just about you, where should they go for that information? You can connect with me on LinkedIn. It's a great spot. Uh, Growthy, G-R-O-T-H-E, first name, Mary, as it's uh, as it's spelled, M-A-R-Y. And houseofrevenue.com, SalesBQ still exists. So I want to mm-hmm. acknowledge that. If you go to SalesBQ, that's the behavioral quotient.com, we have our Quota Crusher community. We have our Quota Crusher podcast, and we have a free sales training room. Everything I ever did in my sales career to be successful has been recorded and it is in a free course. You just need to drop your email in there. You're going to get access to our training room and all the sales training is free. That was our give back to the community decision we made in March Mm. of 2020 to allow that to be uh, free for everybody. So jump on in there if you're looking for that sales training and our Quota Crusher podcast and blog. If you want to connect with me more on the revenue scaling side, learn more at houseofrevenue.com or connect with me on LinkedIn. Well, Mary Grothy, thank you so much. This has been amazing. Your tips, your passion, just what you've done so far. And I'm so looking forward to see how you learn and apply in the future as well. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Future Forward Sales. If you are a business owner who rejects complacency and is driven to increase their sales and grow their business and would like to have a global impact by being interviewed on our show, please visit futureforwardsales.com forward slash apply. If you got something out of this interview, would you do me a favor? Share this episode on social media. Then go ahead and subscribe. Give us a thumbs up, a rating, or a review. My name is Lynn Whitbeck, and I thank you again for your time. Let's connect on your favorite social channels. Thanks for listening.